What's going on, everybody? Good morning. It's about 9.30 here <clears throat> in the a.m. Beautiful day in the bluegrass state. It's going to be about 90 degrees today, nice and sunny. I'm loving it, loving every minute of it. You know, summertime for the rest of our lives. I've, I've said that time and time again, and I mean that. I hold true to it. So, man, how about them How about them conference finals? Oh, my goodness. Your boy finally got a call right. I mean, I, I mean, like, I, I picked what was going to happen with the Warriors and the Mavs. Like, I saw that coming. I called that out, you know. I, I said, right, when the Warriors went up 2-0, they were going to Dallas. I said, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Dallas got away with one. And then they did, and they went back to uh, California, and the Warriors closed it out in uh, Game 5, you know, closed out the series 3-1, just like I said. Now, the series between the Celtics and the Heat was tough, because they were going back and forth, back and forth, you know. And, um, and I said, if you remember, go back a few episodes. I don't know when it was. I can't remember. But I said, if they go back and forth, back and forth the entire series, which they had done up until, like, I think it was game four. They were going back and forth, back and forth. If it comes down to that, the Heat will just win because the, you know, the odds are on their side because it's a seven-game series. So if they go back, 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 and they make it to Miami for game seven, and they're three and three, you know, and they've just traded the whole time, Miami's going to get the win. Like, I really believe that. But I said, if Boston can win two in a row, if they can get two wins in a row, they will win the series. Even if they win two in a row, and Miami comes back and beats another one, I still believe that they could even get a win on the road. And lo and behold, that is what happens. They're trading back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. They go into game four in Miami, and they get the win. No, no, no. They go into game four in Boston, and they get the win. Their, their last home game there in that like where they do the back-to-back -back home games at the beginning of the series and then they go back to Miami and they steal another win and so they've won their two in a row and so I'm thinking oh my gosh first of all in my head I'm like they're getting ready to go back to Boston all right they've got a 3-2 lead they're getting ready to close this series out 4-2 which, honestly, a 4-2 victory, six games, but 4-2 makes it look like it's a bigger stretch than it really is. You know what I'm saying? Like, it makes it look like it wasn't as hard of a battle as it really ended up being. But I'm thinking they're getting ready to go back. It's the first time that they're doing conference finals MVPs with the Larry Bird and Magic Johnson trophy, which, honestly, when I think of, like, uh, it's they couldn't have picked better people. I mean, seriously, you know what I'm saying. Bill Russell, the the uh, award for the conference, the uh, the finals MVP, like general, the NBA final MVP, being the Bill Russell award. Couldn't think of a better person for it to be. 
you know, a better champion. I mean, the guy's got 11 rings. The only other person that I could think of that it could go to is like Phil Jackson, the Phil Jackson MVP award, you know, but Phil Jackson got all his rings off coaching. I mean, I think he won one championship with the Knicks, you know, and then, you know, six rings with the Bulls and five rings with the, um, five rings with the uh, Lakers, you know? So, I mean, like, I think that that's, you know, that's, it's not the same thing as Bill Russell's 11 rings because I think even when Bill Russell was coaching and winning championships, he was a player and coach, you know? So, I mean, it's what he was doing back in the sixties is incredible, especially when you have to play a guy like Wilt Chamberlain, which Wilt played for like a million different teams. You know, he played for Philadelphia. He played for, you know, the Warriors. He played for the Lakers, you know, like, but still the guy was a freak, man. You know, I mean, it's nuts. Um, so like, I couldn't think of a better person. And when I think of like the Eastern and Western conference finals, I mean, I, I don't know when you, when you think of like the, uh, because it's like the polar opposites like that, I mean, magic and Larry bird, is there a better I mean, seriously, <laughs> is it, is there a better comparison for a duo like that, that battled it out big rivals like that between East and West that battled it out? I don't think there's anybody else because it was like, it was just the Celtics and the Lakers, like in their time and their prime when they were really balling in the eighties showtime Lakers, you know? It was the Celtics over and over again was their big competitor, you know, like seriously, uh, that's at least that's what I, what I remember it being. And, um, dude, it's so perfect that that is what they're, that the awards, that's what they come down to being. So I'm thinking anyway, to get back to it, they're getting ready to go back to Boston. Boston has a good chance to close up the series right now at home. Larry Bird, the idea of Larry Bird presenting his own conference finals MVP trophy to a Boston Celtic in Boston in front of the hometown crowd. Because, I mean, honestly, when you think of Boston Celtics legends, there's just Bill Russell, like at the top of the list. It's like Bill Russell, number one, Larry Bird, number two. A hundred percent. There's nobody else that you would squeeze in top two between those guys. I mean, say what you want about the guys right now. Jason Tatum is going to have to make Boston a dynasty right now if he wants to take it away from those guys. I mean, seriously, if he wants to take that spot away, first of all, I don't think because of what Bill Russell did for the Celtics back in the day, I don't think that there's anybody else. There's nobody who was going to replace Bill Russell as number one all-time Boston Celtic because nobody can do what he's done in today's, in today's game and shit even in the future game. There, there's nobody who could do that. There's nobody who could do that. I mean, what the Bulls did in the 90s and what the uh, Lakers did in the early 2000s, 
is probably the closest that we're ever going to see to that. And I mean, I think that like Boston, I think that the Celtics won like nine out of 10 and maybe that was like 10 out of 12 seasons, you know, like won a championship. I mean, obscene numbers, obscene numbers, you know? And I mean, for the Bulls to go six for 10, you know, and you think of like in the, in the range of the nineties is obscene and the Lakers going five for 10, like the Lakers going five for 10, three peating and then Kobe going back to back in 09 and in 2010 is like ridiculous to think about. And like for the bulls to have done it three peat twice and that's how they get it. You know, I mean, Oh my gosh. And it still isn't as good as what Bill Russell did. So Jason Tatum is, I mean, we're talking about like a dynasty. He's going to have to have just the most insane career ever. And this would have to be like a launch pad for it. But the problem is, though, is he's not going to be able to beat the Warriors. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't think that it could happen. I don't think that they've got it. As much as Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and whoever the fuck, I don't even know. As much as those guys, uh, Al Horford, could put the team on their back, you know, like they like each one of them could take a game and drop 40 and 15, you know, or something stupid like that, you know, I, they, I still don't think that they, that it's enough to beat the Warriors. And this could be like a launch pad for Jason Tatum's career because he's played really good his whole career. I mean, Boston fans have been going crazy since they drafted him back in the day, talking about he's only 18, he's this good, and he's only eight. I remember that was the big thing. He's just 18, he's just 19. I'm like, yeah, dude, but like, you got to get to the mountaintop at some point, you know? That's, you got to have a, a jumping point. And so, like, I think that that's what, like, this has to be. If he's going to do it, if this is going to happen, he's got to have another good season right after it and the thing about today's league though is it's so hard I think it's it's hard to develop like that hard to have a team like that because of the way that I feel like in today's game teams dismantle and it's so much harder to rebuild the way that it was you know years ago like you think of what I mean like the heat you know what I'm saying I mean it took the heat damn near 10 years <clears throat> to piece that team, the team that they've got together. And really, I mean, if it's not for Jimmy, if it's not for acquiring Jimmy Butler, they, they're not, they're not making it. If it's not for Jimmy Butler, they're not making, they're barely making the playoffs. I think, let alone making it to the conference finals or the NBA finals. It's not happening. It just isn't happening, man. And so I think the way that teams break apart and, like I said, dismantle, you know, the way that they do, I don't think that kind of greatness, I don't think you can achieve that again. It's too hard to keep that because nobody's willing to take a cut to make their team better. You know, nobody's willing to sacrifice these days. And you, they have to be able to sacrifice across the board. You got to be able to make smart plays with your role players, you got to be able to make smart moves with them, cut those guys, bring other valuable guys in, <clears throat> you know, 
stuff like that. But for the most part, like you got to be able to keep your, you know, your, your core. That's one thing that the warriors have done really well is over the last, you know, five or six years, they've been able to keep a core, those main three guys, you know, Steph, Clay, Draymond Green, they've been able to keep them together and keep them happy. And they've plugged and played with other role players and they've been able to stay successful. They've made it, they made it to the finals, you know, fucking one, two, three, four, five years in a row, you know, and they're, they're going back again now, obviously, you know, with the, I'd say they're the favorite to win it all, you know? So like <clears throat> for Boston, it's tough for them because number one, these guys are good and they know it, you know, which anybody who reaches this kind of level obviously understands that they're good at what they do. They're a good player, but they're good and they know it, but they're also like they're young and that you got to get that cash grab because it's also where guys would be able to like, you know, do it all, sacrifice it all for the team. The dudes aren't doing that anymore because they've seen, there's too many stories of the league or of franchises and owners and coaches and GMs taking advantage of players and exploiting them and then not helping them out when they really need something. You know what I'm saying? And in football more so than like basketball, but basketball is starting to catch up with that where these guys are wanting huge deals. They, when they show out, you know, like a guy like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, like I said, Marcus Smart, not so much Al Horford because he's on the he's on the way out of his career. You know, he's played for eighteen years or something like that in the NBA. So, and he's had a good career. Um, but like the other guys, you know, who are younger and who you know still have some longevity left in them, you know, they're it's after this season whether they whether they win a championship or not, they're going to be looking for a paycheck because they were able to prove that they could grind it out together and 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 get a, a hugely successful season together, you know? Um, but, um, you know, like at the end of the day, you know, it's like, they, like they're like, I got to protect me, man. I need to get this paycheck now because if I go down, if I get hurt, a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, y'all are going to ship me out. You know, they're they're only going to let a guy sit on the bench for so long before they kick him to the G League or they cut him all together because he's not performing. I mean, look at a guy like Isaiah Thomas, you know. <clears throat> what Danny Ainge did there with Isaiah Thomas Jr., still fucked up still a fucked up thing to do the guy played a and won carried the team in a fucking playoff game the day after his sister died and they got rid of him that summer i mean bro that is foul dude that is fucked up you know i get it's a business the nba is a business and they're trying to make a smart business decision but dude I mean, that's just dirty, bro. You do something like that. And so you look at a guy like that who's – Isaiah Thomas Jr. is a good player. He's He plays good every team he's played for, you know? 
I can't think of him. Every time I remember seeing him play, he was having good seasons. You know, he was having good moments, standout moments, every team he played for, you know. And he just he gets traded around everywhere, probably because of his size. I get it, because he's only like 5'6". But, I mean, fuck, dude. You know, there's good players that are little out there. Allen Iverson wasn't tall as shit. The man's a Hall of Famer. Spud Webb, Hall of Famer, you know. Nate Robinson, probably not a Hall of Famer, but, I mean, that man had some longevity with the Knicks. Like, come on now. <clears throat> and I'm taller than him. I mean, he, you know, don't get me wrong. Him, all, everybody I just mentioned would fucking toast me. I'm not saying that my height's that big of an advantage over him, but, I mean, I'm saying, though, like, that's a big deal. I'm a regular dude. So, like, these guys are trying to get their money because they know what the league could do to them. And so then the Celtics are only going to pick who they really think is valuable, who they really think is the captain of the team that they could build around, which at the end of the day I think is going to be Jason Tatum. Unless they just make a ridiculous decision and they ship their star player out, they keep a guy like Jalen Brown who you could still build around. Even though the star of the show is Jason Tatum, you could still build a strong team around, uh, what's his name, around uh, Jalen Brown. You could ship Jason Tatum out, get a bunch of picks, get a bunch of picks and players, you know, whatever. You could do something like that. Um, you could work something out like that and then, you know, like try to pick it together. But I don't think they're going to have nearly as much success as they would with, you know, Jason Tatum really running the show. So, I mean, they could do something like that if everybody asks for money, because I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think everybody's going to ask for money. And when they only look to pay one dude, I'm saying like, if I'm the Celtics, I would understand. And I would try to give out some money to help the guys out and keep them around. But you could only give so much money out before you start getting hit with a luxury tax. And then it starts killing you on the next season and with your drafts and, you know, other picks and shit like that. That stuff only pays out so long. You know, and then you get really hurt, too, because it's a gamble on their side because you pay this guy a bunch of money. Who's to say he stays healthy or keeps up that productivity and doesn't get lazy on you because he got paid? You know what I'm saying? Because we've seen it happen where guys don't perform once they get the big check. It's it's how it is. So, like, it's a balancing act between both sides, between the league and the players. I mean, I'm definitely like a player first dude because, like, I'm an employee. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm here to get mine, you know? Like, I want to be able to help out my company and be successful and be better, and I do think that I'm doing that day in and day out. But at the same time, I'm here for me, bro, and my family. I'm not here just to help you all out. If I didn't have a family, it'd be different. Maybe I could be in here 12 or 13 hours a day, grinding it out, working, getting that, getting that paper, moving up, you know, way faster than I, I otherwise would be. But I don't, mm-mm. I don't think it's happening like that, dude. It's, that's just not, that's not how it's going. So, I, I don't know. I, I sympathize with the players because I get it. They're still just employees. And, you know, you're, you're, they only give you what you're worth. You know what I'm saying? It's what have you done for me lately? So, they got to try to capitalize on that. And when Boston cuts out whoever they want to be able to pay the guys that they want to keep, it's going to be hard to build around, and that slows the road down. And it's hard to maintain a level of greatness 
when you have to rebuild like that, you know, when you have to make tough decisions and rebuild like that, at least. That's why it's lucky when you see teams like what the Lakers, like what what the Bulls did in the 90s, what the Lakers did in the 1000s, what the Spurs did in the 90s into the 2000s. I mean, they had like a 15-year run where that was what they did. They kept the same core of like four or five dudes <clears throat> and, and held it all together around Tim Duncan. And, you know, they won five championships. You know what I'm saying? Over a longer period of time, but still they did. And like what the Warriors are doing now, it's the same thing. It's it's rare. That's why there's only ever one team that's doing it at any given time because it's so rare. It's hard to do. You know, you got to have that fucking magic eight ball, <laughs> like to see who's gonna who's gonna really pay off, where to make your judgment. So, it's tough to say. I think at the end of the day, that. <clears throat> it doesn't matter. The Celtics have made it this far. I'm glad I was able to pick it to this point. I'm still picking the Warriors to win, and I think that they're the easy favorites to be able to do it. There's nobody else who can really argue that. Nobody else can argue that. You know, I don't think there's anybody, honestly. At, even as a diehard Celtics fan, I think that you got to admit, like, this is a big challenge. Like, there's that, you know, whatever, that dude that got that tattoo, Boston Celtics, 2022 world champions like look bro and everybody's sharing it on twitter and instagram like you know we thought this guy in you know in april we thought this guy was crazy like yeah okay like i get it <clears throat> excuse me like i get it but they just went seven games with the miami heat and now they have to play the warriors who I think the Warriors are leaps and bounds a better team than the Heat is, how do you think this is going to pan out? You know? And I think that the Warriors get the home home court advantage first. And Steph and Clay and Draymond, maybe like these other guys that they got, these younger cats on their team, maybe they might be like NBA Finals nervous or whatever. They might be Showtime, like afraid of the lights in the big stage. Those other dudes, though, their star players, their team captains, they are not, bro. They will shoot, and they will drive, and they will jam on anybody, on any stage. They've already been there. They've won the whole thing. They, they beat LeBron James. It, you know, this isn't shit to them, dude. They beat the best players in the world already. All right, they're, they're not going to be worried about that. Going to play in Boston? That's not going to scare them at all. So, I look for the Celtics. I look for the Warriors to close this out. I don't know. They could maybe go six games, four two, but yeah, I they it's no no it's going to be uh, it's I think it's going to be pretty decisive. I think that we're looking at maybe another like a, a second edition of the. Warriors and Mavs, personally, maybe the maybe Boston gets away with one at home. I don't think that they had. I don't think they could stand up too much to uh, to the Warriors. I just don't think that they've got it. I could be totally wrong, man. Might shock the world the way their their defense is pretty sound, and maybe that's something that will really break up the Warriors. But at the end of the day, I just think the Warriors have too much firepower. And so <clears throat> that's going to be a huge deciding factor.
but all right. Fortunately for me, I got a meeting I got to go to right now in about four minutes, so I'm going to go ahead and cut it here. I appreciate you guys listening and in, listening and in, listening in means a lot, as always. I'll try to catch you on the next one. Hopefully, I get back with you tomorrow. Keep it consistent. Oh, by the way, hope everybody had a good holiday weekend. You know, if you had three days off, good for you. I did. I enjoyed the time with my family out at the pool within the heat in the backyard, <clears throat> trying to get geared up to move. Um, so yeah. All right. Well, catch you guys in the next one. Deuces.